and welcome to the Irish Rally Podcast. My name is Kevin Regan and I come from County Carlow. For many years now I have felt extremely sorry for rally crews across the country who I feel haven't been provided with adequate coverage of their sport. I come from a radio background having worked on local, regional and national radio and aside from one or two places I feel that basic weekly coverage isn't at the level it once was in the 80s and 90s in that particular aspect of media coverage especially when you consider we've had drivers and co-drivers competing well at world rally level over the past few years. The idea behind this podcast is to provide weekly coverage of events when things do get back up and running and to give the results of all the various classes from the journeymen all the way up to the top dogs. We'll also get some insight from various competitors from all around the country will chat to us about different ongoing topics in Irish rallying. This podcast has been in the pipeline for the past seven months and I want to especially thank Colin O'Toole, Mick Lonergan, Rory Kennedy and several other people who I've been in contact with in trying to make this happen. Our first episode features the 2019 Irish Tarmac Modified Championship winning co-driver Michael Mick Cody and we talk about what 2020 may or may not have in store due to COVID-19 with many hopes hinging on the Wexford Rally going ahead. We also chat about the 2019 Championship success alongside Damien Toner in the Mark II and we also pay tribute to Manus Kelly who Mick would have been very close to and he shares some very fond memories. The episode is brought to you in association with J&J Services Limited in Tolo County, Carlow for all your motor and agri-factors, science, designs, engineering and hydraulics needs. You can check them out on jnjservices.ie and on social media. I do hope you enjoy. It's a pleasure to have a chat with the 2019 Irish Modified co-drivers champion Mick Cody. Mick, um, we're down here in the man cave. It's uh, very uncertain times still and um, in terms of Irish motorsport at the moment, Motorsport Ireland have published um, a sort of a roadmap which I think has gone out to clubs and tomorrow I think is the closing day for clubs to decide if they want to kind of maybe go with something um, yes. for, for the rest of the year. Obviously we're seeing cancellations, Cork is gone. Yeah. A lot of the hopes I think at the moment are, are hinging on Wexford. Absolutely, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, look, at, it's very, very strange times. It's it's unreal to say that a handful of rallies ran early in the year and nothing since. I'd applaud the Wexford Motor Club. Someone has to take the chance. Someone has to, to, to as the lad says, approach it. But um, yeah, strange. Terrible to see Cork. Cork was good to me the last two years. Terrible to see it cancelled. Probably the right decision on their behalf. Hopefully, Wexford w- will go ahead, Kevin. The, the boys are doing... Good work down there. I know some of the lads, and it's been uh, responded to very well. You know, so hopefully it will run. Yeah, we're looking at kind of two months time roughly for Wexford. Generally, in around yeah. start of September. Isn't September, it? yeah. So it'll be Saturday, Sunday. The talks about um, two stages, three times Saturday, two stages, three times Sunday. So things is, is moving forward. In fair play to the boys down there. Hopefully they'll get across the line. Yeah. So I mean, we're looking at other sports at the moment, and obviously J teams are back training yeah. and. You know, so it seems like with, with rallying, obviously we have challenges, but at the end of the day, it's an outdoor sport. People are going to be able to socially distance. Absolutely. The competitors obviously will be signing off, and all the all the yeah. dream roll will will be done. You'll be in the car with with someone that yeah. that you know. It's easy to trace. Yeah. To me, it doesn't seem like any more of a risk possibly than any other sport. It's a probably a little bit safer, if anything. Absolutely, Kevin. You you really have to wonder because, as you say yourself. Everything is starting to move again. All sports, all the boys are back training. Everyone is sort of on the go again. Rallying just seems to be at a standstill. You know, it doesn't seem to be to be moving any which way. And hopefully, Kevin, the, the, the will, and I think the will, I think the government in two weeks' time will relax things a bit more. And yeah, there's probably the fact that a driver, a co-driver will spend two days in the car wrecking and maybe two days 
rallying. That's probably what they're they're saying. Maybe we're closer than two meters or, or meter apart or whatever. But I, I I do think like it it will it will run. And I hope it will run and and hopefully we get back going. And we we all any of us that that compete regularly miss it miss it terrible. It's a big part of our lives. It's something we have a passion for. And we're all we're all lost sheep without it, like. Yeah, the last four months must have been incredibly difficult for you because um, I, I know you had a photo up one stage, tugged out in the rally gear, <laughs> yeah. sitting on the sitting on the, yeah. the sofa. I think it was back in May, and you must miss it fierce, like Terrible, like so yeah. many in the country. I sort of in this lockdown, I suppose I, I'm doing a little bit of running, something I never done before, and a little bit of weight loss or whatever. And, and Claire, my eldest girl, she said, "Dad, go go down, she says, and put on your suit and see whatever." So it was Claire took the photo, put on your helmet, Dad, whatever. But yeah, it's so it was just lovely just to put on the overalls again. You'd, you'd miss writing the notes, miss competing, miss doing your best to try and get a victory, win or do your best, whatever. You know what I mean, Kevin? You'd miss, yeah. of course, you miss it. We strive for it, we all enjoy it. The men I sit with, I'm lucky enough to sit with some of the quickest men in the country. They surely miss it too, you know. We're there to, to do our best all the time and we're parked at home handbrake on nothing going on and so strange the, the general appreciation for, for sports everyone loves their own sport right and sometimes you might get frustrated with it on a personal level I have to say you know you see with J teams the numbers are constantly up now at the moment lads are actually getting a graph for it again they want, yeah. they're itching to get back and you're like do you know what it's not less taken away you really really miss it and I'm sure that's the same with rallying oh listen chatting to Frank chatting to Frank Heddy and Poor old Frank, like you know, Frank does so many rallies every year, and he's above, and he has the both cars, as he says himself, stripped to the knickers and built back up twice. <laughs> That's the way it is. And David Condell, Carlo Mane, he's the very, very same. Damien Toner, we're all just itching to get back rallying. We miss it. It's something we do, and it's like everything, Kevin. Every year passes. Like people train for sport. It's very, very hard. Okay, a test is a test. You can take the car for a run, whatever. But unless you're against the clock, but never navigator and driver, it's you know you miss it so much because simply because it's not competition. We've no competition to do, and you just you miss it. You miss it. You miss it so much. Where did the interest come initially from, or for rallying, I should say, Mick? Because. Um Obviously, it's a very expensive sport. I, I remember you saying before that there's no big history within your family. So where no. did you get the go to go rallying, and when did it all start for you? I suppose, I suppose, um, in primary school, a, a good friend of mine, a guy by the name of John Stone, his dad back then was rallying an historic Vauxhall Viva, and it was the first car I sat in, and I can still remember the Viva. Um, by their road just out for a spin the car leaving the road remember the car leaving the road and coming back down I just thought this was magic you know and I suppose cycling myself and a cousin of mine Kevin Oates would have cycled to Coon the car stage would have been in Coon the Circle of Ireland at that time would have come around just on the way and just seeing these cars doing what they're doing was just amazing to me you know then I started I suppose I kept to 17 I used to go to the rallies then I suppose just looking enough um, first cousin of mine uh, married to a fella who was building an escort at the time I called in one day he was building his car he was going through the car stage I think 0506 he was looking for a navigator yes yeah, sure look at, I'll have a go at this and just fell instantly in love with the book of notes fell in love with everything about rallying and just couldn't believe that a car could behave and handle the way it did you know that's where it came from Kevin and it's just a passion and I it's something I'll never I just love rallying and that's who I am that's what I am now I know I suppose do you remember that first event um, specifically like I do. How, how, how nervous were you before I'll never forget um, Park Pharma uh, was in DeMart and Carlo and at, at that time Kevin the driver's briefing was the even before now the driver's briefing is, is in the morning rally but 
it's funny, I didn't know what a road book was. <laughs> I had no idea what a road book was. So I signed on, I signed on for the recce, got this road book. What, what's this fucking thing? <laughs> so yeah, baptism of fire, I suppose. Um, yeah, I was very nervous. Uh, I was very, very nervous, um, Kevin. I can remember the first stage was in Clock, it was in Chatsworth. I'll never forget it. So we lined up and there was 10 cars in front of us. And I can remember being just about as nervous as I ever was in my life. You know, look at, got the helmet on, got in, settled down, and there was actually a hairpin, a hairpin maybe 3K into the stage. I remember at the hairpin, it was the first time we'll say I got to look up. I said, yeah, I can do this. Like, and I never looked back. That's the, the 1600 car, little 1600 car, maybe 160 or 70 horsepower. Yeah, the confidence just came in from, like at that particular moment. You're like, wow, I can, I can do this. Do this. Yeah, I yeah. can do this. And I enjoyed it. And I suppose, uh, um, I won't say it came easy, but I could, I could keep my head down and I, I, could, I could feel the corner all the time. And it just progressed along and along and along and along. And it was only a 1600 car. It was very, very big. I think we were seated. 135 on the road or something like that that's where it started but yeah fell in love that day deeply in love and still in love that's yeah. the best way what it's so the, the first couple of guys you navigate for then who, who were they so I started with with Cyril Kerr um, Cyril is with Rallying Still married to a cousin of mine I went from Cyril then to Billy Coogan in a, in a, a Delage a Delage built M3 really good car that was a massive step up for me done the Tarmac Championship with Billy in 2010. Um, done a little bit then with Andrew McCabe. Done a rally or two with Andrew. Then myself and Noel, who actually grew into best friend in the whole world. It was a big part of my rallying success that I've had. Um, done a bit with Noel. We had a, a little uh, a Class 10, a 1600 8-valve um, 205. So I suppose the big... I suppose where it all started for me to go on hard was... Um, with Mark Straker, I suppose, in the, in the Little Blue Darien, 2014. That's where yeah. everything changed for me. The, bi the big gigs started coming then, and you still kind of do bits and pieces with Mark. Yeah. And, you know, I'm wrapping off a few names here now, but the likes of Frank Kelly, David Condell, Damien Toner, yeah. they're big men to be sitting in beside. So it's that funny, you, funny, you, you've come a long way in, in a short space of time, over seven or eight years, you started getting the big gigs, like. Phone rang, phone rang, a guy called Gerbrett had seen something on some form that there was an English guy coming in at Darien and Jerry contacted him and he said look at this Jerry's a big guy and Jerry's born six foot high and he's a noise I'm looking for someone five foot whatever whatever to be and he's just an old man so fairness to Jerbrett he um Jerry gave me an odd and actually gave Noel an odd I think but Noel got chatting to Mark first or whatever it was and I didn't want to do the rally I said, Jesus Christ, I said, no, I'll die in this thing, you know, and he said, you want me to be grand, 100%, so I had no, I had, I had even no email address, so Noel set up an email address, and he, he'd done the deal as such with Mark, and into the Seven Oaks, I'll never forget, sign on for recce, met Mark Straker, done the recce, it was grand, 100%, that evening for scrutiny, shuttle pulls up, this beautiful, beautiful Darien, I'll never forget that day, this Millington Power Darien, 360 horsepower Darien, rolled out the back of this thing and I was like Jesus Christ so yeah that's uh, Mark you know first stage I'll never forget in by the swimming pool in Carlo I think we were running I think we were running 12th on the road which was 100 place higher than what I would have been ever used to around massively quick men very nervous very probably as nervous as I ever was to be fair 
I'll never forget that stage. I, I, I can still rattle off the notes up to the corner. There's an eight, so Mark uses one to nine, be, so one is a flat out corner, and nine being a nine left, being like a, a 90 left, like a square left. 2K into the stage, there's a big brown door, the door's still there, you know, big gate, gateway into a house. I said, fuck me, I said, Jesus, it, it's, it's 100 meters away, 150 meters away. I get a chance, and we're just at this gate, eight left. I was like, oh mommy, this thing can move. I never had went as hard in anything in my life. Come out into the stage, I think we're, I think we were seventh or eighth overall in the rally. Yeah. And, you know, we got a puncture on the next one, which was just destroyed the day. But it was just mind boggling, Kevin, yeah. that this thing could do 140 mile an hour and could just go so quick through the corners. Just Bit amazing. Of a difference from uh, a 1600 anyway. Oh, <laughs> I remember saying to myself, Kevin, looking at this big brown door, this big brown gate. Oh, mammy, I said to myself, <laughs> what am I after getting in? Like, I, I, it was just like, I hadn't time to process this, you know. But that's yeah. So we went to we went to where do we go after that? Wexford. We led Wexford Saturday night. Massive names, all the English guys was there. Damien Cole, of course, James Stafford, Steve Simpson. There was a Metro Six R Four there. Several WRC cars, and we led this thing. Yeah. Noel said to me, Noel was at the rally with me. He says, Jesus, he says, Mick, he says, you're leading this thing. He says, you're leading this thing over. He says, you're going to win this rally. He says to me. Noel rang my mum, my dad, they were all there. But anyway, we um, he had a, the car, Sunday morning, first day of Sunday morning, car to misfire. And Mark sort of was managing these things, are the modern cars, buttons everywhere. So he, he just took his eye off the ball and we just clipped the bail. That was, we're leading the rally. We're 14, yeah. we're leading the rally. So it was, that was amazing. a big day. And um, I suppose the, the step up then, was it? The power of the car at Imagine Nervous, or was it just the sheer fact that you were seated so much higher and maybe a, a bit more responsibility, or was just it kind I of? Swore, I suppose, Kevin. I had looked. Mark Shaker is coming from England. Had won rallies. Had a big name in rallying, like. And we spoke on the phone twice. And he couldn't understand me. He couldn't understand me. <laughs> and I only I, I had an in car with Noel. I sent him and whatever. And he said, "Look at." He says, "Listen, I won't be going that hard. Whatever. We come on. We'll settle in." But this thing, Kevin, was, I, I think it's something like 750 kilos, 350 or 340 or 50 horsepower, massive power. This thing would, would get off the line, launch control, traction control, you know, an 18 inch wheel in the back, 17 inch wheel in the front, a brake disc, 15 inches big, as big as, uh, you know, yeah. just the way the car worked. Yeah. The way the car, the way he could, the car could break up, it's amazing the way the car could pull up for a chicane. Past the 100 board flat and sixth and just pull up for the chicane. And then out the chicane, in very short space of time, you see the indicator, first, second, third, all the way back up to sixth gear. And then the green six turns red and it starts flashing at you. You're doing 144 mile an hour. And I'm like, holy God. Yeah. <laughs> compared to what I was used to, you know what I mean, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and I, I suppose, I won't say I was comfortable, but then I suppose, uh, true mark, I got to meet, even though David Condell doesn't live a million miles away from me, David was always a front runner. David bought a gravel car, I started with David, and met Frank Kelly and Damien Toner, and that's just how it... So the Mark gig kind of was, uh, the Mark Strider gig got you a few uh, more big ones after that. That uh, was kind of the, the, the launch pad for your career into the big time. Yeah, yeah. You know. I'm sitting here, Kevin, after winning uh, four or five events, and it's hard to believe, I still, I look at the trophies at home, and it's still hard to believe I won them rallies. Like, yeah. And Mark started all that. I, I'll be forever in Mark's 
that you know he he, he um such a lovely bloke to give me that chance and he'll be always my number one forever yeah. you know if mark is coming you know, we done a rally in England and we spoke about going to Belgium this year. It didn't obviously happen with things. Wherever Mark will be, I'll be. And that's great stuff, yeah. yeah. So, like, before we get into the big juicy results and all that, I recall a very entertaining in-car piece with yourself and Frank Kelly in Donegal in 2016. Yeah. Was that your first time actually doing Donegal? That was my first time in Donegal. Yeah. So, uh, again, that's, that's, that's a pretty big gig and a pretty big driver to be doing it with. It was. It's funny. Come out, come out with leash. Mow a leash that year with I think George Condell, um, the Sunday, and we were off. We just clipped the chicane, we were off, and it was like leaving Monday to be in Letterkenny Tuesday, Tarecki Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and Rally Friday. Yeah, big, 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 it was a big step up, and I suppose right now to Frank, um, it is a big undertaking, Kevin. It really is, you know. I mean, you get three times to look at these corners and it's fun and all the rest of it, but it's, it, you know yourself, it's quite serious. You know, these stages, Nakala, Fanet, Garten, all these serious stages, like, and you're coming, Donegal picks very, very fast stages, and you just have to get, you have to get it right. Yeah, simple as that. Right. Now, Mick, bear in mind, just to point out to the, the listeners here that wouldn't be already familiar, you're talking about pulling out Monday or Tuesday. Mick Cody has to take a week off work for this now yeah. as well, yeah. as does a lot of people yeah. around the country. Yeah. Right? So this is the big thing that people don't realise. Yeah. It is. People, as well as Kevin, people tend to think, I don't know, maybe they're messing or they're playing or I don't know, or they're by races or I don't know. It's very, very serious. I mean, yeah, it's, it, when you're writing notes, it's, it's you, you have one, you have three times to look at that road and you're coming quite hard at that road the next time. Like, I mean, Everything you have, you're given at, and it's a very small thing. And you see it, and you see it down through the years. If you miss something, miss a bump in the road, or miss something, it can put the back of the car right up. It, it can lead to a bit, and some of the big accidents have happened, even on the world stage. Someone misses something on a recce. You can miss something on a recce. That's how serious it is, like, and it is quite full on. It's busy and days, three, eight hour days, ten hour days. It's quite busy, like, and and the cost, like, I mean, as as we kind of just brushed on there, and I'll come I'll come to come to you on that, and maybe a little yeah. bit later on in in the conversation. But with the recce itself, I'm just interested. So, just say for example, as yourself and Frank, yourself and Damien, yeah. yourself and Mark, yeah. David, etc. It's a team effort in writing these. Like obviously, yeah. I know Killian and, and yeah. uh, Killian Duffy provides notes, and Patterson yeah. provides notes as well. They're the two uh, big boys in the so game. Notes per, yeah. But yourself and and the driver, then how much work are you actually adding or taking away in in terms of those notes typically, or what way do you work it? How does this recce work? Are you calling the shots as a driver, or is it a team effort, or what's going on? Yeah, it's 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 like everything. Every driver I've ever sat with would always ask your opinion. The first run through. Yeah, um, Killian does a great set of notes Patterson does it, both super suppliers but I suppose Kevin when, like as Killian has said himself he, he, he's writing the book of notes for the last car on the road and the first car on the road now Killian Manus Kelly got me good to him he uses Killian's notes so Killian's notes are absolutely super notes capable of winning any rally in the country it's just I suppose me personally I think every driver approaches a corner in a different way every every single man I sat with some men might call that corner in front of you a three left, some men would call it a four left, some men pick a line, would have the car for a left hand corner on the right side, some men would have the car on the left side of the road. I think myself to go really hard, you have to write your own note. And that's no disrespect to any note supplier. It's just you put way more concentration in when you're writing the note yourself. So the driver calls the note to me, he's he's pinning his, his colours, his mask to that in the corner. Like he has to have it right. Sometimes when you buy a book of notes off a supplier, 
I find on the recce, the driver just turns off. You're just calling notes and he can just get bamboozled and just turns off, Kevin. When you write your own notes, you're concentrating a lot, lot more on right. the road, you know. Right. So is it fair to say then that you might have your book of notes, be it Patterson or Duffy, yeah. wherever you go away, on one side of your lap and you have your A4 refill pad yeah. on the other side. And are you, are you kind of making your own then on that? No, no, sorry. Or is it just a scribble no. through the existing book? No. How do you typically write them? Like, we start with a blank book. Complete blank book. Blank canvas. Blank canvas. And I have a road book. And on the road book is the stage. Very, very detailed. So it'll say, for argument's sake, the first tulip is maybe 1.2k in. It's a left-hand corner. So I'm watching the trip meter. I'll say to Frank, Damien... David, whoever it is, so, you, so you're looking, you're looking, you're looking, David, you're looking for 1.2k, you're looking for left-hand corner. So he, that's okay, Mick, he'll, he'll call the road to me along whatever he sees, so 100 metres straight, three left, three, whatever the road it'll be, then we'll take the left-hand corner, that's the way it works. Now, it's probably a lot easier, to be fair, to buy a book of ready-made notes, because you, you, you would say when you're writing notes, you're following the road book, you're watching the trip meter. There's an awful line to it, and some of the guys that write their own notes tend to be moving on. They're doing 30, 40, 50 kilometers an hour, and you tend to be writing the last stuff. You know what I mean? So it's easy to miss a corner. Yeah. Or, or, or write something, Kevin. The abbreviation on the note is very, very important as well. So it's just for argument's sake, call a corner, any corner in the world, a tree left. Let the corner be a tree left. And maybe the tree left tightens, maybe it opens, maybe there's a bump on it. Maybe there's something. The abbreviation is very, very important on the note as well, Kevin. You know what I mean? And when you're writing your own notes, it's very, very simple maybe to miss something the driver has said, you know, and the next time through it, you call the note back to him. He might miss it himself. He might go through it and say, I might miss the bumper. You might be catching a car on the recce. And then you're coming, the next time you're coming with the helmets on, that bump is there. Yeah. When Killian makes his notes, when Patterson makes the notes, the roads tend to be an awful lot quieter. You know, there's no one on the road for them. But when we're raking the notes, there's 150 crews wrecking that Saturday or that Monday or that sure. Tuesday or that Wednesday. And it's quite easy to miss something, and it's goddamn frightening when you do miss something. Not, it doesn't happen, tank touch wood, it doesn't happen very yeah. often, but it can happen, you know. Is wrecking the most difficult part of being a co driver then? Is the weekend itself a little bit, I won't say easier, but is the hard work done beforehand? Brian Murphy, who's, who's Tarmac champion three or four times, he's, I remember the year I, I'd done the championship with Billy Coogan. Brian would be um, very. Uh, Fail, prepare. Fail, prepare, prepare to fail. That's it. Yeah. And Brian said that to me, Mickey says, do your homework at the start. Do all your homework. So, like, I would I would be doing a lot of homework every night before a rally. You know, every, every night, a week coming up. You know, so when the driver asks me a question, I have it for him. Where yeah. are we to be? Where's this? Where's that? So, if you, as happened to me several occasions, Kevin, um, Someone would ring late notice, you get a seat late notice, and it's, it's a horrible place to be. Hmm. So the phone rings Friday to Ricky Saturday, you have absolutely fuck all done. It's a horrible place to be. As a co-driver, you need to prepare ahead of schedule all the time. And then you're, you're in the game, and you're in front of yourself. But on the day itself, you're responsible for an awful lot. It seems like the driver has a slightly easier job, and I mean that with respect. Yeah. Because you're responsible for time, you're yeah. responsible for guiding them. Like, there's a good bit of responsibility the for best the guy way, sitting beside the, the driver. Like. The best way I can put, put being a co-driver is you're holding the driver's hand, for want of a better word. He's the steering wheel attendant. That's, that's what he does. They're very good at what to do. God knows I'd make some mess with a steering wheel in my hand. <laughs> They're good at what to do. But yeah, did an awful lot. And the better co-drivers in the country are very organised. Hmm. 
these men that win rallies consistently are very very and that's what sets a co-driver apart co-drivers are co-drivers whatever but a man that does his homework at home and prepares well is a better co-driver he's a better rounded fella or woman he he's a better man than a man just a blasé and loads of co-drivers are very blasé about the the buy a book of notes and so a lot of the men would, would laugh at me a lot of guys would say Jeez, Mickey, there's no need putting that effort in or whatever it's crazy but I know I'm comfortable in my own skin when I go to an event yeah I have the, I have the hard work done Kevin you know? and you, you've reaped the rewards of it as well which will also come to but have you actually considered driving at any stage or have you ever drove no I've never I've never ever drove a rally car bar I don't know in, in line for scrutiny 150 metres up, up no I'd reckon Kevin I'd make a big mess with a steering wheel in my hand <laughs> what, why like what's the, what's the thing that's that ah, put you off I know there's a huge cost but I, I, I would compete I suppose uh, Kevin but I'll, I'll never compete at the level I can co-drive at if that makes sense I, I, I would be one of the also runs but I'd never be seated I'd never compete at the sharp end of things yeah. like people think that you know driving these rally cars these men I'm four notes in front of these men I'm sweating under pressure keeping notes in the, they're great men to take these notes in and drive these cars all the men you mentioned previously they're great like these cars are doing phenomenal speeds and back roads like mm-hmm. and every now and then you look up and you see the hedges passing you see how hard we're going I just I would compete and I, I will I definitely will but I, I would never compete as a driver at the level I can compete as a co-driver if that makes sense which is a pretty good level so as you yeah. mentioned at the top of the program uh, 2019 Irish Modified Champion you know that's, yeah. a, that's a, a serious serious accolade and that season in particular so obviously you're in with Damien Toner yeah and um, you did compete with Frank Kelly I believe down in West yeah. Cork yeah but the year itself I mean you have a number of first places and second places yeah. talk, talk us through 2019 yes yeah, funny um, uh, it was one of these things that I was just so so lucky to get to see it so uh, Damien Toner's um, regular co-driver Denver Rafferty had done a deal with, with Stephen McCann in the R5 car and Denver's a good friend of mine uh, lovely bloke but you know I was messaging him over and back and Damien looking for a man to go to Galway going to the championship whatever and and approached you like straight yeah, yeah. approached me I straight out and I said it's an all and myself and all trashed it out Damien is one of these guys who goes very 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 hard you know very aggressive driver as aggressive as Frank or David attacks every stage he's in so got chatting to Damien on the phone hammered out a deal hammered out a deal for, for, for Galway went to Galway I think we were second overall we were second overall in Galway um, it felt well and we just we moved on from there and we had a great year together he's a lovely bloke Tony more sport all the guys up there Barry then there's a lot to that car really really good car Millington Park car as well uh, Damien one of these one of these natural gifted drivers Kevin one of these guys that has a natural ability to steer a car knows where all four corners of the car is at all times just a natural driver real natural talent you know um, first in Ulster and you won Cork as well won Cork as well yeah, yeah. so uh, that was that was, uh, that was two years in a row as well you won in yeah. Cork because you won in 2018 with Frank. Frank yeah that's yeah. an incredible year like. it is yeah it took a look back and, uh, and Ulster one of these rallies real fast flowing stages with a massive ba- battle there with um, Keith White and a Mark 1 Milton Power Mark 1 escort who Keith in fairness would know where he's going he'd know them stages you know probably a bit more than Damien and me um, yeah it was, it was a massive battle. Jesus, we, we were going so hard and we were taking seconds. He'd take a second back. He'd take... As, as a tournament rally on the door handles, but we pushed very, very hard and we got the result. And it was a massive feeling. I'll, I'll never forget 
win that that it was a massive feeling to, to, to be the first modified home it was a massive feeling to do that you know yeah um, the big moment like you had a number of big moments over the last three years yeah. and I'll I'll step back to Cork in 2018 in just a moment but I just remember the 7th of May 2017 and I'll never forget that day Carlo, Carlo Stages rally overall winners yourself yeah. and David Condell yeah. in a Mart to escort yeah. that was just simply incredible uh, sum up how, how you felt on that day and, and talk us kind of through the day from start to finish I suppose to be fair to David David is knocking on the door a long time you know and we just both David and I we decided that there was enough stories there was enough we were just going to do this and we made that decision a month before the rally you know it was for us and, and come hell or high water we were going to win that rally and that's the way it was the 7th of May came we wrote the note probably looking back we wrote a very aggressive book of notes very aggressive funny I was, on, I was on that stage, that particular stage, up by me one day this week, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever it was, and I can remember some of the corners, and I can remember all the notes in my head still. It was just so aggressive, you know, and a lot was asked to David that day, and we, we were on a Pirelli tyre, which is a very, very good tyre. A lot was asked to the tyre that day. Um, Adrian was pushing hard. I think Johnny Pringle was leading the rally. He, he was off with the third one. The pace was really, really hot, really strong. Adrian Hedlund was pushing hard, Young and O'Brien was pushing hard. But after the first service, we felt that we were comfortable and we said, look, we're, we're going to go for this. Like, you know, if it ends bad, it ends bad. If it ends, we'll win it. We're going for it. And that was that. And we went for it. And it was massive, Kevin, to win my own rally. Yeah. I remember interviewing you at the time and you said it was simply a dream come true. Simply a dream. I'll never forget pulling into the Seven Oaks beside David. And I'll never forget my wife, my mom, my dad, David's mom, David's wife, David's kid. All the, the raw emotion, it's still to this day, the raw emotion of getting that car across the line. No more stories. We've done it. And it can never be taken from us. We, we won that rally. We set out to do it and we've done it. And like Mark Shaker, David Connell is another man that I'm eternally grateful for, for that day. Personal friend of mine now forever as well, you know. And nobody can ever take it away from you. I mean, you look down through previous winners at the Carlos Stages yeah. Rally. Obviously, Stephen Murphy is a local man has won it. Tim McNulty, oh. uh, Bertie Fisher, I think, at one stage. Fisher won the rally, yeah. And your name is there beside the likes yeah. of maybe Rory Kennedy, obviously, would have been with. Rory wished. won it, yeah. Um, Murphy Bertie. would have won it. Paul Kiley would have won it. You know, all these great men would have won the rally. And I'll never forget how emotional David and I were in the car coming in the road. You know, it was like, and I was checking the time card, checking the time card, checking the time card, checking the time card. Was everything okay? Was all the figures okay? Was everything matching up? Jesus Christ, Mick, don't get a penalty now. You know, it's something I don't do anyway, but that's the way it was. And just to see, and I was very happy for David, because David, David um, spends a lot through motorsport, you know, and to get him across, to be with him, to get him across there, because no one deserved that rally more than, David is a, uh, supports that rally more than anyone in the country. It's a rally he does, I think he missed it once, or something 2007 when he was getting married or something there you go yeah, yeah. You know, and he supports it every year and to see what it meant to him to his mom, to his brother George as Carlo people they live at the top of the hill here yeah. to see what it meant to David and, and for me to have contributed to that to, for him is so big for me you know yeah you were probably the first Lee man doing it too it's a I possibly Billy Connolly I don't know who Billy would have won the rally numerous occasions I'm not sure who was in with Billy yeah, back then na navigation wise anyway I say yeah. co-driver you're probably the first co-driver for yeah. Kenny yeah and <laughs> it's not a bad thing to be able no, to say no 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 and, and it's something that people still say yeah Every, uh, no, that'll never change like no, regardless no 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 
day in my life, in my when I work, people say to me, bring up writing to me all the time. You know, people that ask you, you know, questions, and it's 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 great that. I, it brings a smile to my face. I'll stand and talk about rallying day in, day out. I just love it. I yeah. love it with a passion, Kevin. Yeah, it's, an, it's, a, it's a big interest. It's a huge part of your life. 20, 2018 then, the, the victory of Frank Kelly of Law and Car. Yeah. Uh, you, won, you won the modified section, obviously. And um, again, I just recall you having a chat with uh, James O'Brien, who of course yeah. would have navigated for Andrew Nesbitt when yeah. Nesbitt was in his pomp. Yeah. James won, I think, the uh, international, international right. with, yeah. with Ray White. Yeah. And you're there shaking hands with James O'Brien, a man who you have said before you, you would have looked up to. Just to be shooting, would say, but in the dead zones um, with Frank, we were running so high up. I think we were seated five or six on the road that day. Um, to be just in the dead so we'd say the double O cars, there's four double O cars, and we're there. So you, you, could be, you could be hanging around 15 or 20 minutes, Kevin, type thing. And just to be talking to James about the stage we're facing, about the corners and just to be in his presence a legend of motorsport James O'Brien is a living legend you know and such a lovely bloke and I remember I remember congratulating him and he said hold on he says massive congratulations to you to get that modified car at the pace you were on to get it around there dream stuff once again I have a picture of, of the two of us um, at the end of the rally and it's a picture I treasure you know and that's and uh, you're one of the most animated navigators out there. I would say yourself, Liam Brennan, James yeah. O'Brien, all quote from the same sort of plot. Yeah. And uh, you just get, like, is that just pure raw adrenaline and is that you getting into the zone? Because I, it's like, um, I can't even think of, of a phrase to kind of yeah, describe it, but it's almost like you're in full flow and... It's not pretty. The best way I put it, it's not pretty. I know, well, I won't say it's not pretty, <laughs> but it's definitely hugely entertaining. And, oh, let's go now. Oh, yeah, I, 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 would, I, would, I would love Kevin to be more calm I see I see the uh, other but you're clear Mick I, I, yeah. I won't say you're actually very clear and you repeat the notes that yeah. need to be repeated yeah so no, it's a good it's technique a, it's, it's who I am yeah and I did try I did you're try. all action anyway I did you know try I, mean? I did yeah. try to change the way I call notes and it wasn't working for me I couldn't do it be who you are yeah and that's yeah, yeah. It, it comes easy to me um, i just so invested in, in getting the car from point A to point B as quick as Mick Cody can that's I'm just when I see the road opens up, I need to let him know we're going now. We need to push now. Yeah, yeah. And when it tightens up, he needs to know we're going to come back here now. It's a little bit tighter. You get safe here. You know. Yeah, but that's who you are naturally. Yeah, that's that's you naturally. So yeah. why why try to be anyone else? Anyways, you know, yeah. and no. di different strokes for different folks. Like yeah. you see, Rory Kennedy is probably that bit more ah, yeah. chilled about things or whatever. Ah. But then again, like Rory Kennedy has won a massive amount oh of, of, of titles. James O'Brien has won a massive amount of titles. Mick Cody has won titles. Yeah. So there's no right or wrong way to do it. Absolutely. I suppose, Kevin, it's, it's, thanks for saying that. It's, it's still hard for me to hear my name in the same sentence as, their, as them men. Um, James, I suppose, would be um, maybe a bit louder, maybe, I don't know, than, than Rory. Rory's just from Letterkenny, soft-spoken guy. Lovely guy. Love, oh, an absolute gentleman, you know, an absolute gentleman. But they're just, I don't know, Kevin, how to, they're just calmer in the car. They're just soft-spoken and Mick is not soft-spoken. And that's <laughs> James, I suppose, James O'Reilly is probably not soft-spoken either. He'd be closer maybe to the way I'd call notes yeah. than maybe Rory or... But isn't that whatever works for you, basically? Yeah. That's the way, that's the way it is. I want to talk to you about uh, a great friend of yours who you mentioned earlier that sadly is no longer with us, mm. and that's Manus Kelly. Poor Manus, I, yeah. Firstly, just to throw in my top and sword, I'd kind of, you know, grown up 
loving rallying, obviously. Yeah. My, my father was big into rallying. Yeah. And NGA took over a little bit. Yeah. And the growth for rallying, even though I'd gone to Carlo every year, even yeah. when GA was kind of taking over, what got me back into this game, really, was going up to Donegal in 2017. Yeah. And I went up with uh, with James Lakes and, and Derry Cummins and a few guys yeah. to, to Marshall. Superman. And on the, Superman. On, on the Thursday before the rally, Manus was, uh, got to be good to him, was, was walking outside the Mount Derrigal yeah. with... with um, Young, young, young Mandy and Charlie. Okay, I think it's, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, I remember thinking this guy won the event last year, yeah. and so down to earth, so friendly, yeah. and just wanted, just like salt of the earth, right? And then I remember just writing a quick piece afterwards. I was mesmerised mm. by Donegal. Mm. I was amazed because I never done Donegal, oh. done Rally the Lakes, oh, done yeah. Cork, done everywhere. Donegal has it all. Donegal has it all. Simple yeah. as that. Simple. I wrote a piece at the time, and just about the whole experience, yeah. the thousands of people that were there, how friendly everyone was. I didn't tag anyone in it. Yeah. Manus wrote back underneath on yeah. Facebook. Rory Kennedy wrote back. And I honestly, it was like, it was just amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the community um, in the general just had so good. But Manus, talking about Manus. The light of heaven to Manus, Kelly. He was just a fun guy to be around. You know, enjoyed and had time. Manus had a word for everybody. You know, had a word. He had no airs or graces. And Donald Barty's called ever the very same. Two of the nicest fellas, Kevin, you could ever wish to meet. You know, just fun guys who loved loved what to do, loved what he done. Manus loved rallying, loved competing. Um, and also a serious competitor. Manus Kelly was a serious competitor. He raced to win and that's, you know, and he was just a fun, fun, lovely block. Lovely, lovely block. And a lovely photo, a few lovely photos of, of you two um, yeah. partying up in Donegal. Yeah. Maybe in the last couple of years. I'll never forget. Um, probably 2018 or 2017 16, actually. 16, it was 16, uh, Manus had won the rally in the WRC, the first time he won the train around, 16. So, we were out that night, I think we were in, we were in the Tiernanog or, anyway, sister's ours, we were somewhere, and, cheer up, he says, Cody, cheer up, he says, feck it, I said, man, as we dropped the ball, we were leading the rally, myself and Frank were leading the, we, we were leading the, the national event, and we went into, to, um, to Glen Village in the rain, and we just, David Buggy just took our pants off. And he said, come back next year, he says, and you'll, you'll do the business next year. He was just, he was, I was so happy for him because it meant so, he, so much to Manus to have won that rally. And all his team, you know, it was, just, it was just a brilliant, brilliant night. And once again, a memory that I'll treasure forever that night, that particular night, you know. Yeah, and to, just to add a bit of context, a lot of the people that are close to rally will understand the story. But in 2016, Manus had come to Carlo to try out a Subaru for yeah. the first time. Yeah. The famous S12 Subaru. Yes, it'll be. And, um, you know, had never drove the car and can only one Carlo. Yeah. First international event, took a spin into the field, I think, I believe, on the That's Saturday. That's right. That's right, yeah. And uh, the, the, fam the famous line, of course, which I've heard him say, and Highland Radio, to their credit, did a fantastic documentary yeah, recently good. on Manus. Barrett, on the last stage, Barrett, we're going for gold. Yeah. And that was it. And they won it by, by less than a second over, over Keith Cronin. And um, this is the same night then, just to put into perspective yeah, that you're there. Yeah. So he's after achieving possibly the biggest moment, probably, no, there's not, yeah. no possibly about it, yeah. the biggest moment of his yeah. career. And still he had the presence of mind to see that you were maybe a little okay. bit disappointed. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and, and, and was, was more interested almost in making sure that you were having a good night as well. Yeah. Isn't that just the measure of the man? Oh, he just, cheer up, Cody. You'll get it next year. Why we have a drink? You know, that was it. Uh, and again, that was it. just to add to a Mick, um, in West Cork last year, yeah. um, 
we were in the, the Shabin, Blanc yeah. Kilty, and Manus came in and obviously he'd been he'd been off during the day or whatever yeah. and uh, we were having the crack river and he was like, I'm going back for Rally 3 tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Rally 3, like, yeah, you know. Gas, man. Uh, just, gas, just, uh, gas, man. And again, the, the world of time for, for everyone Everybody, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, just no. no airs or graces with that man. God be good to him. Just, and, and he's called Robert Donald, absolute gentleman too. Love, yeah. lovely, two lovely fellas. It's just, you know, it's um, one of them things, we lost poor Manus and that's just, the way life is and that's what happens in life sometimes and it's shit it's shit but we have to get on with it I, I'm sure if Manus he'd get on with it that's the way he was Manus get up and get on with it that's the way he was and yeah. God be good to him well Mick I suppose to be honest that like a bit of a frustration on my behalf last year was I in general and I don't want to be really going down this route but yeah. I just feel the sport in general doesn't get the coverage deserves from mm. we obviously have a couple of our TV shows mm. which are great but certainly I come from a radio background mm. and on a national level I don't think the sport gets anywhere near the credit it deserves and I mean even in Donegal last year it wasn't good enough to be covered on the Friday and Saturday but then unfortunately when that happened on Sunday it was, it was news like and I just I, for like a Manus and, and everyone that's, that's in the sport this is my motivation for setting up this because yeah. I want to give credit to the likes of you guys Kevin, yeah. that, are, that, that are investing so much in it mm. And as as we said before, I remember I remember you saying to me, like it was like I was after I was after handing it a lot, and that made me so to be a great lad. Yeah. But just by giving you a simple interview, mm. which you should have been getting, in my opinion, all along. And this is where the frustration is with the sport, Mick. So so hopefully with, with this we we can we can change things anyway. And the idea behind the whole thing is to give a bit of recognition yep. on a weekly basis when sport starts back up. We have a weekly magazine show. We get the results Fair in. We get to like you yourself, and we, we put this sport back on the map in terms of broadcast sense anyway. Fair play to Kevin and thanks a million. Uh, I mean, we don't and and the guys. It is a very serious game and it is a sport to us and we do take it very seriously. We do take it very very serious. And I suppose I, I don't know. Um, it doesn't get the recognition I suppose it deserves. But that's just the way it is and that's always the way it was. And that's you know and thanks to you Kevin and 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 a handful of others. You're trying your best to to, to put it out there where it deserves to be. And that's. Yeah, and I have to say uh, great credit to Kevin Lindenning as well, who's yeah. in the Crunch and Gears podcast. He's yeah. getting guys to talk about their stories from yesteryear yeah. and all. And um, I mean, it's great. It's great to, to like see that happen. So like hopefully, yourself. between the two of us, we'll be able to like rattle yourself. up something. Kevin, Kevin is a, lo- a lovely bloke as well, a rally man like yourself. And you know, and it, it is. It's as I keep saying through all this, I can't believe what's happened to me, and for someone like yourself Kevin to ring me and, and, and interview me is I'm blown away and Kevin is the very same he done, he done a podcast with Frank very enjoyable very very enjoyable like yourself has a talent for that type thing and fair play to what he you know look it's a, it's a pleasure to be to be doing it it's a, it's a great interest and look it's just to give Lacey a bit of um, recognition and again I don't want to get into the mutual appreciation yeah. side or whatever yeah. but like yourself you've been very good to me in setting this up Mick so I just want to put that on record Cheers, Kevin. Rory Thank Kennedy you. has been very good to me Colin O'Toole has been uh, yeah. very good to me yeah. um, speaking to Mick Lonergan and putting the feelers out for the yeah. like it is it's a few months in the making so look this is this is the, the first the first of um, hopefully Many, hopefully, uh, hopefully a, a long man. journey Mick and, and I just pleasure. have to say thanks very much for sitting down we've a huge there's not more to go through we will get you in again yeah, because perfect. you have stories to tell but thanks very much for sitting down and, and doing this and Kevin, thanks a million for having me all the best Fair play and, and the best of luck with your, your new venture thanks for everything cheers Mick 
So there you have it, our first ever episode of the Irish Rally Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts. And if you like it, then hit the five-star rating, which helps spread the word and gets us up the charts. It also doesn't say who you are, so you will remain anonymous. I'd also really appreciate if you could tell people about the podcast and all shares across social media are very much appreciated. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Irish Rally Podcast, where all the links will be shared to listen to each episode every week. And if you subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you listen, then you will be notified shortly after a new episode is out. Thanks once again to today's sponsors, J&J Services Limited in Tullow County, Carlow, for all your motor and agri-factor signs, designs, engineering and hydraulics needs. And again, you can check them out on jnjservices.ie and on social media. Until next week, take care and thanks for listening.